The left is struggling to find a way to lock us down again. I can't think of a better way to deal with climate change than to pick up and move all of us to Venus, like the guy of that sunken submarine by the Titanic actually thinks. And uh, uh, Donald Trump, yeah, they're sure they're going after him again. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. All right, uh, wow. Um, let's just let's just skip all the BS and just go straight to the news because it was an incredible week so far. Okay, so the news came down yesterday. Donald Trump has been indicted on four charges by Jack Smith, who is a special counsel appointed by the um, Department of Justice. Uh, Those four counts, they include conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of an attempt to obstruct a official proceeding, and conspiracy against rights. So those are the four charges. Now, the, these, these charges were brought up in Washington, D.C. In, they are going in front of an Obama-appointed judge. So there doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of fair trial going on over there. So let's take a look at these charges. Now, the document is available online. If you want to read the indictments, they are available online. Uh, they're kind of easy to read, kind of straightforward. I I think if you read the first two or three pages, you'll get the idea of what's going on. If you read the entire thing, you'll know what's going on. And it's just, it's complete bullshit. None of this is going to go through. Now, does that mean Donald Trump will not be convicted? No, it does. That does not what it means. He will be convicted. Probably. This is in Washington, DC. The people hate Trump in Washington, D.C. This is by an Obama, left-wing Obama judge that has actually sentenced January 6th participants to longer than what the prosecution was asking for. So she's a real piece of shit. Um, He's probably going to get convicted. Is he going to see a minute of jail time? Absolutely not. Because all of this crap for this January 6th is just crap. And I got news for you. I'm sorry. All of this violates the First Amendment. Now, basically, what Jack Smith is doing is he is going on laws that were in the 1800s after the Civil War. And he's basically, basically, these laws were implemented to combat the Ku Klux Klan that was trying to uh, make it that blacks could not vote. So right off the bat, this is an ancient law. And by the way, the judge is black, so of course this is going to play. And this does not apply at all. I mean, it is just way out there. So, conspiracy to defraud the United States. Basically, what this is about is um, the defrauding of the United States is saying that the election was illegitimate. That's, That's what this is about. And what's interesting about this is they say this is a crime because Trump knowingly said that the uh, election was fraudulent, even though he knew it was, wasn't was fraudulent. So this one has a couple of problems. One, um, you can say this. I can say, I don't think the election was legit. I think the election was, was stolen. I think the ele- election was manipulated in 2020. Okay. I, I, I have very little doubt about it. And the difference is, I can say that and not go to prison. This is what Donald Trump is saying. Donald Trump is saying the the election was illegitimate. It was a bad election. The Democrats cheated. They stole the election. And now they're going to convict him of that. Well, guess what? He can say that. It's a violation of the First Amendment. Now, I'm I'm not going to talk long about this, even though it really bothers me they're doing this. And it really bothers me for other reasons. Uh, Go to Ben Shapiro. He actually has an excellent... uh, discussion of this. Listen to Jonathan Turley on um, on Fox News. Jesse Waters has a great interview with them. The Five also has a great interview where he talks about the constitutionality of this. 
none of this meets the Constitution. Okay. Now, I say he knowingly did this, even though he knew that the, the election was legitimate. So, he, Jack Smith, has to prove intent. All right. So, basically, he's saying that Donald Trump was pushing a lie. Okay, fine. Guess what? Still against the First Amendment. Donald Trump can lie. I mean, Jesus Christ, if Joe Biden, and I say Jesus Christ not in vain, um, I'm saying that to pray for us, well, whatever. Anyway, uh, Joe Biden, if lying were going to get you in prison, Joe Biden would have been in prison 30 years ago. So this is not a thing. Not to mention any intent crime, proving intent's brutal. So you're going to have a tough time proving intent with Donald Trump. Conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding. Big problem with this one. Um, basically, what this is, is what this is about is him telling Mike Pence, don't certify the election, and Mike Pence saying, kick rocks, and certifying the uh, election anyway. So the conspiracy thing. By the way, the conspiracy, they do name six other conspirac uh, conspirators. They're all Trump lawyers, okay? So, again, doesn't make any difference if they're a Trump lawyer or not. Doesn't, conspiracy doesn't mean anything, okay? Um, the reality of the matter is the conspiracy to obstruct official proceeding. Okay, so Trump tells Mike Pence, hey, don't certify the election. Mike Pence knows the Constitution, says I have to certify the election, so he certifies the election. Okay, where's the obstruction? Here's the reality. There is no obstruction. He just, he is allowed to tell Mike Pence to do this. Mike Pence, again, this is that checks and balances thing. Mike Pence did not. And what ended up happening? Um, Donald Trump's no longer president. So obstruct an official proceeding. Mike, Donald Trump can do all this by the Constitution. He's allowed to do it. It's free speech. He's allowed to do it. Freedom of association. He's allowed to do that. Is it ugly? Is it cool? Is it nice? No. But but the fact is, he can do it under the Constitution. There's nothing illegal about it. And it's not like other politicians haven't done this before. Okay, the next one is obstruction and attempt to obstruct an official proceeding. That talks about uh, Trump calling Mike Pence and saying, hey, don't certify these votes. Again, it didn't happen, so it doesn't matter. And finally, conspiracy against rights. Conspiracy against rights means he interfered with the right to vote of the citizens. That's a real stretch because he didn't. He did nothing. He's basically saying, A, there are not enough votes out there. And this is what he's going to argue. There, people's votes weren't counted. And those people's votes that weren't counted are people who would have voted for me and so you need to count those votes. It's kind of the opposite of what this says. He's preventing people. No, he's not doing that. He's saying you need to, to count those votes that you didn't count because they voted for me. That's what he's saying. All of this is crap. All of this is stretch is a stretch. None of the all of this doesn't even apply to the law that he cited. And all of these violate the Constitution. There is no possible way. Uh, everybody, John Turley, Ben Shapiro, Trump's attorneys, they're all talking the same thing. This is, even if he gets convicted, he won't see a day in jail because this is going to go to Supreme Court and by a 5-4 decision, this is going to get kicked out. And by the way, Jack Smith has done this before. He has convicted someone on bullshit charges like this and they have been kicked back by the Supreme Court saying, no, this, isn't, this, is, not, this is not what the law says. So, congratulations. They Basically, this is a relitigation of January 6th. I mean, Trump's been impeached on January 6th. They couldn't prove it. <coughs> We've been talking about January 6th for three years. Uh, and now we're back to January 6th again. They had, a, they had a whole committee for January 6th. They proved nothing. And now they're, they're again, accusing, indicting Donald Trump on January 6th again. Uh, you know, here's the thing. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. 
Now, here's the problem I have. This has ramifications. If I were Trump, this is what I would do. I would wait a few months, go through it, and then I would say, hey, um, I am no longer running for president. I'm going to put my full support behind Ron DeSantis. Trump won't do that. Because here's the problem this is going to have. This is election interference. Trump is going to be in court for the next six to nine months. And he's spending his campaign money on his legal defense. He's allowed to do that. Which means he's not spending it on his campaign. He is going down the road to lose this election. And the Democrats, again, are manipulating the election. And if I were Trump, if Trump had any... If Trump gave a shit about this country, he would pull himself out of this race, give his full support to to uh, to Ron DeSantis, who will win the election. He will beat anybody out there. He'll beat Gavin Newsom. He'll beat Kamala Harris. He'll beat um, Ron DeSantis or uh, uh, Joe Biden, and deal with your legal issues. And then go on the road and, and, and help Ron DeSantis. He won't do this. He will not do this. And by the way, I almost forgot. I, I wanted to play this. I mean, the media doesn't know what to do here. The media, does, the media is really caught between a rock and a hard place. What also happened this week. Well, first off, let's go into this part. The media... Trump's attorneys are going on CNN. They're going on MSNBC. And they're basically saying, hey, this is a simple case. You're violating the president's First Amendment rights. Well, guess what the media says? January 6th is so bad that Donald Trump just flat out doesn't have First Amendment rights. That's what they're saying. We don't like what he's saying, so damn the First Amendment. Here's CNN. I don't know who this broad is in CNN because I don't watch CNN because I like to keep my brain cells going. And she's arguing with a Trump attorney. And the Trump attorney is basically saying just that. This is his violation of his First Amendment. He's allowed to say, he's allowed to lie. Even, even if he, what he said was really egregious, was bad, it wasn't good, he's allowed to lie. He's allowed to say whatever he wants to say, and that's what that's what this attorney, Trump attorney, is telling this gal on um, uh, this guy's name is John Laro. This is what he's telling this CNN reporter, and the CNN reporter is saying, "No, that's not true. He can't do that." So let's listen to this little back and forth. President was told, given advice, that under these circumstances, the state legislatures have the ultimate ability to qualify electors. He followed that advice. Now, you may disagree as to whether or not those things actually occurred or not. That's why we have political debate. We don't have criminal trials over that. We have the discussion but like it we're just if having. Those things actually occurred or not, John? Not under the First but Amendment. It matters if those things no. actually occurred because. Not, not at all, because it, under the it First Amendment... It doesn't matter it was actually fraud. No, no, the First Amendment allows... But John, let me stop you there, because yeah. if, if he's saying that there was fraud, the First Amendment doesn't allow the President of the United States to go and claim there was fraud when he was told there was not fraud and then try to subvert the election by overturning legitimate electors. I mean, it says Amendment it right here in the speech. actual indictment. Absolutely. The First Amendment protects so, all so it prote If we're going to have a, a situation where the Department of Justice is going to fact check politicians and indict politicians for political speech and whether or not they're factually accurate, then this country will shut down politically because it's a never-ending cycle of tit-for-tat. And that's the risk of injecting politics into the criminal justice system. So right now, people disagree with President Trump. What's going to happen four years from now if somebody disagrees with President Biden? Hear that? Donald Trump doesn't have First Amendment rights. Because he said something, and, and they see it as defrauding something when it's actually not. It, it's so, no, he's not allowed to say that. And by the way, she, he's absolutely correct here. What happens if Joe Biden lies about something and to defraud? I mean, he does it on a daily basis. Every time he sits there and says, oh, they want to ban books in school. Oh, white people are so oppressive. All, all of this is lies to manipulate. Politicians lie to manipulate. 
And the reality of the matter is, Joe Biden is notorious for it. So should he be con convicted? And what this lawyer is saying, he's saying, no, he shouldn't be convicted and we should stop doing this because, hey, it's going to come right back at you. And I think there's enough evidence that that does, has happened. And by the way, what's really bad is our second story. Our second story is Devin Archer, who is a business partner of Hunter Biden, had a closed-door session with Congress, and guess what? Joe Biden was implemented, was, uh, was actually involved in Hunter Biden's business dealings. Now, the media, the press, and this is what looks really bad for the press, for CNN, for MSNBC. Now, the first day, CNN and MSNBC didn't even cover Devin Archer's interviews. This is the biggest story. This corruption in this White House right now, they keep talking about Watergating. This is bigger than Watergate. I mean, President Biden is living high on the hog like a king based on money his corrupt degenerate son is getting from these foreign countries like China, like Ukraine. And then we wonder, why is Biden so worried about Ukraine? Why is Biden being so soft on China? Yeah, this is part of the reason. This is a huge scandal. So how does the CNN and MSNBC don't even talk about it? Do you know what happened? They looked illegitimate. So the next day, they had to talk about it. And what are they doing? Oh, it's no big deal. Oh, it's just a gray area. Oh, it's a father's love. Oh, he was just talking to him to say, talk about, talking to the Ukrainian and Chinese oligarchs to ask about the weather. Are you freaking kidding me? All, now you sit there and say, well, he lied or he exaggerated, a tr Donald Trump exaggerated election interference. And he should go to prison for it. But meanwhile, Joe Biden is collecting millions of dollars from China through his degenerate son. And we should just ignore it. The news media is looking really bad here. And the news media, I think for the first time, they, they, they have to deal with Devin Archer. Devin Archer, there's a very good chance his testimony is going to be done in public. And Devin Archer apparently does not like Hunter Biden. Because he threw Hunter and President Biden under the bus on Monday. And Democrats have no idea how to deal with it. The media has no idea how to deal with it. And it just shows, again, how corrupt the media is because they are trying to deal with it. And you can tell they're really struggling with this, this dichotomy of Trump being indicted for saying things and, and um, President Biden not being indicted for doing things. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Okay, and like I said, I don't, I've spent 18 minutes on this. I didn't want to talk too much about this simply because uh, it's political and we're trying to go into culture in this podcast. But I had to talk about it because it really annoys me. If you want to read the indictment, and that's what I encourage, read the indictment because it's all there. It's 45 pages long. It's not the easiest to read. And the reason it's not easy, the easiest to read is not because it's in legalese, because the words bounce around and seem circular all the time because this guy was really stretching to find a way to indict president on January 6th. Even though January 6th has been adjudged about five times already. And the president's behavior, though not great, has been adjudged not to have caused January 6th. But this guy, that's not it. He's going he's gonna to put it on him. And in other news, just for fun, um, yeah, Incandescent light bulbs are now illegal in the United States of America. So the regular light bulbs that you could buy for like a buck a piece, now you have to buy LED light bulbs for $5 a piece. So good for the Biden administration. They got rid of incandescent light bulbs so that poor people can live in the dark. Good for them. Oh, Jesus. Just It's just terrible what this, this, this country's come. I, I, I think the fall of the republic is here. I think we are really, really finished. Okay, so that was our news. Now let's get to uh, dumbasses of the day. And yes, there are two of them. <laughs> now I won't lie. A lot of people could have won dumbass of the day. Kamala Harris actually had another great clip. 
Here's the thing, though. I really want to bring up some of these things that, like, libs of TikTok bring up and other other people talk about when it comes to just really stupid stuff. Just regular people, leftists, that you never heard of. So let's take a look at a couple of the dumbasses of the day. You'll never hear. I don't even know the names. They're not listed. Here's one from Libs of TikTok. And this is a board-certified physician assistant who really is, and he looks kind of like a pervert, so I'm not at all surprised about any of this. He looks like, he's just a creepy little fucker. I, I can't lie. But here he is talking about how he thinks that, like, sex, especially, I don't know, I think he said, he mentioned something about anal sex here. How this really needs to be taught in schools. I am not kidding you. Middle schools. This is creepy groomer shit. And the Board of Education, the Board of Education, the Board of Medicine, they should actually look at this guy and take away his license from what he said. So let's listen to what he had to say. One piece of advice you would give to someone who's bottoming or just starting out on bottoming, what would you say? So unfortunately, it's probably not something that's covered in sex ed in the classroom in middle school or high school. So for most guys that are starting out or are interested in bottoming at some point, I think it's important to just really find a resource or information on what to expect, you know, how you should prep for it, what the sensations are, so you don't go into it blind. Really, I feel like if you're not expecting something or if you just aren't comfortable, going into sex or bottoming, you're gonna get frustrated and you're just not gonna have an enjoyable time. Um, at Maze, we did develop a bottoming ebook, which you can find in the link in our bio. Feel free to check it out. It has some good information for a lot of guys that are just starting, or if you have questions about it, if you've already bottomed in the past and just want more information. This sick fucker is talking about anal sex. That's what he's talking about for middle schoolers. Uh, and not only that, he wrote a pamphlet on for middle schoolers on how to have anal sex for boys. And if you saw this guy, he looks he looks like a pervert. He looks like a pedophile, skinny and disgusting. And a, this is creepy stuff. This is what's become normalized in our society. I always told you, pedophilia. They're trying to normalize pedophilia. This fucker here, and I'm sorry, I'm using major language here. This this guy is sick. He should be arrested just for making this video, as far as I'm concerned. By the way, I'm I'm kidding. This is free speech. He's allowed to say this. As long as he's not doing it, he's allowed to say it. But he should be shamed. He should feel ashamed saying this. He's not. He thinks he's educating kids. And by the way, you notice what he said in there? He said... It'll be less enjoyable unless you know what it is. You know something? Sex isn't only for joy. And sex, there is a maturity aspect for it. Maybe a middle schooler probably is not mature enough to get effed in the ass. I'm just saying. Maybe that's something you shouldn't be experimenting at at 11. But, you know, hey, what do I know? I was raised not to have sex until I was married. But, you know, hey. Just, this this is so egregious. This isn't, and, and these people actually think what they're saying is okay. That's what's so disturbing about this. Okay, let's get to the next one here. Um, this gal is the typical leftist. And this is from Ian Miles Chong of, I believe he works for uh, the Post Millennial. Uh, and basically, this is narcissism on fire. And this is this is truly probably the dumbass of the day. Let's listen to what she's got to say. My husband just got home from the grocery store. He took both boys. They're one and two. Three people stopped him to tell him what a great dad he was for taking them to the store. Do you know how many times I've taken both of my kids to the grocery store, to literally everywhere? A million. How many people have stopped me to say I'm a great mom? Pure narcissism. My ex-wife used to do this all the time to me. 
So, uh, and I'll tell you why this is pure narcissism. This is just, this is not cool. It's because this broad doesn't work. You know she doesn't have a job. I mean, she's a mother. She works. But that's her job, is to take care of the effing kids. All right, that's her job. And people acknowledge that. That's why no one comments on how great a mom she is all the time. She's a mom. That's what she does. Moms are great. When they do what she does, they're always great. It's, it's known. It's just a known thing. But when a husband goes out and he works all day, and then he comes home, and then he goes in and he does the chores, and he does the chores with the kids in tow, that makes him a great dad. I heard this all the time. I would work 12 hours a day, 10 to 12 hours a day. Then I would get in the car, take my kids, get them dressed for basketball, and then take them to basketball practice, which I coached for two hours. Sometimes three hours if I had them all at the same day and they were in different divisions because I coached multiple leagues. I was told, you're a great father. And my ex-wife used to sit there and say, all you're doing is coaching basketball. Yeah, no, it's not that all I'm doing is coaching basketball. It's I get home and I'm still in a coat and tie and I go to basketball practice. That's why. Because my day doesn't end when I get home. A lot of, a lot of fathers, they get home and they just want to sit in front of the TV. I don't do that. And by the way, my ex-wife did that in lots of things. I lost weight. We were both on this weight kick to lose weight because we were getting fat. I lost weight faster than she did. Why? Well, she had children. The mommy body was very difficult. And I lost weight quite easily. And people used to say, you've lost a lot of weight. I'd say, thank you. And then she'd start yelling at me because they didn't say she lost weight. I'm not kidding you, by the way. I'm not kidding you. She used to yell at me. She used to get mad at me because people complimented me and didn't compliment her like I had done something. But this is pure narcissism. This is the kind of narcissism. You know what? Why is it so? Why is it impossible? Why is it impossible to just admit that your husband does a great job? Why is it you can't your husband can't be a great father. Why do you have to bitch about it? I don't know. I can tell you one thing about this marriage is going to hell in a handbasket in five years. Because she, anytime he gets a compliment, he's she's gonna he's gonna hear about it from her, and he's gonna get to the point. You know what? Fuck you, and he's gonna leave her. Because that's exactly what's gonna end up happening. Okay, now I forgot about this one. I I can't. CNN really screwed up here. Now, we talked on Monday about Joe Biden finally admitting he had a seventh grandchild, acknowledging his seventh grandchild. Well, CNN has to kind of deal with this and come up with excuses why Joe Biden finally decided to acknowledge his seventh grandchild. Well, here is a Bush uh, appointee who is back in the, 19, in the 2000s basically calling Joe Biden out. And CNN has no idea how to deal with it. I mean, it's an absolutely hysterical clip. Listen. But Scott Jennings, the president has made being a family man yeah. a central part of his political identity. Uh, it's not Republicans, with all due respect, who made Hunter Biden into a complete scumbag on this and other issues. The, the ignoring his own daughter... The, for four years, and the president of the United States hanging up a stocking for the dog, I mean the and not for his seventh grandchild. Okay, look, okay, can all, we Marine, can also have Marine, some, we can also have we, sympathy for people who are struggling with addiction. Let's right, keep this conversation right. respectful. I, 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 listen, I, I totally agree, and you know where I'm from. A lot of families deal with addiction, and you know who ends up picking up the pieces, the grandparents. And in this case, the grandparents would not acknowledge this little girl it is offensive but the bottom line is what they have now the poll oh what a hero the polling must have been brutal yeah, just the polling sure must have been brutal no one's ever questioned the heart and integrity of joe biden as a family man yeah. and as a human being that guy at the end was something you know here, here here's something for him um yes i'm questioning the integrity and the heart of joe biden oh i'll tell you what i'm not questioning the integrity and heart of joe biden I already know that Joe Biden doesn't have any integrity and doesn't have any heart. We knew about this in his, when he ran for president in 2008 and basically stole someone else's speech and passed it off as his own. 
He has shown that he has no heart and no integrity his entire effing career. He is a terrible human being. This Bush employee, this Bush appointee pointed that out. And, of course, CNN couldn't answer it. So, of these three, this is the clip that wins Dumbass of the Day. Because CNN continues to put these jerk-offs that show them they're fair and balanced, right? On, on air. And they, can't ever, they can never answer them. They just look stupid. This is why this news sta- station is falling apart. Okay, boy, that was a lot of stuff. So now let's get to our uh, let's go let's get to our uh, stories here. Um, so the sun mo- monster culter- cultists are ready to make our lives miserable get- again in order to appease the nature gods and win another election. Let's call it what it is. They, they gotta they gotta make our lives miserable just so they can win el- elections, according to MSN. At the beginning of the COVID-19 lockdowns, were a ne- uh, at the beginning of COVID-19 of COVID-19 lockdowns were necessary. I'm sorry, I didn't see the comma there. Lockdowns were necessary were a necessary tool for fighting off and controlling the deadly virus. People stayed inside. We went to the store less, didn't go out to eat, and entertained ourselves at home, all to avoid exposure to other people. And for a minute, the earth started to reflect those actions. Emissions started decreasing, and it seemed that something positive was emerging out of a negative situation. This experience raises questions. Would climate lockdowns help us tackle the climate crisis? When the pandemic first started, one of the main goals was to flatten the curve. Lockdowns were an essential part of accomplishing that initiative. With a climate lockdown, the objective would be similar, staying inside in order to prevent emissions from increasing at an intense rate. First off, we didn't voluntarily do shit. We were forced to do it. That is just a lie. Remember in, in, in Venice Beach, California, they were filling the skateboard park with sand? People were being arrested by the Coast Guard for parasailing by themselves in California? People were being arrested in restaurants. Yeah, priests were being arrested for holding church services outside. Yeah, no, we weren't doing this voluntarily. And by the way, none of that shit worked. It didn't prevent COVID. As a matter of fact, it spread COVID because we were all inside. And the reality is COVID spreads faster while we're inside. So it didn't do anything that they meant for it to do. But this was a test. I mean, in his book, Klaus Schwab said, COVID-19 in, in his book, COVID-19 and the Great Reset, COVID-19 lockdowns were a test for climate change lockdowns. So this is, this is not something new. And this is coming sooner than you think. Okay, well, they have a solution for this. Continuing with the article, despite scientists yelling far and wide, we still aren't doing our absolute best to decrease emissions and lower our impact on our planet. At some point, extreme measures, such as climate lockdowns, might be necessary if no progress is made. Okay, (laughs) mind you, when they mean lock people down, they mean lock you and me down. They don't mean the elites will be locked down. Gavin Newsom, Gavin Newsom, Nancy Pelosi, these people weren't locked down during the COVID pandemic. Heck, Gavin Newsom spent a couple thousand dollars at the French Laundry, remember? Nancy Pelosi got her hair done. The mayor, the mayor, um, uh, the mayor of Chicago got her hair done because they needed to look good. So this applies just to us. It doesn't apply to anybody else. So, you know, we need to go on lockdowns because of the weather. They don't want you driving. They don't want you flying. We've already seen that. That's what these regulations are about. Heck, the elites couldn't even stop flying private in order to save the climate. These guys are full of shit. There is no climate change. There is climate change. There's always climate change. There's always been climate change. Okay, continuing with the article. Let's see, where are we here? 
Uh, and as we have seen with the pandemic, getting people to work together towards a collective goal isn't easy. Convincing everyone to wear masks and stay at home wasn't as simple as sharing scientific data that proves the validity of these actions. Okay, a uh, couple things. One, none of these actions work. Wearing a mask didn't work. Staying at home didn't work. Um, uh, get, hell, hell, getting the shot didn't work. None of this stuff worked. And as far as convincing, they didn't convince anyone. They forced everyone to do it. They shut businesses down. People lost. They basically implemented martial law, especially in states like New York, Illinois, California. It was illegal to be on the street. You could be arrested for standing alone on the beach. I live in California. I know what it was like. Okay, continuing. So it was not a collective goal. It was not something they convinced us of. Climate, the climate lockdowns that they're going to implement, and they're going to implement it, and it will be within the next year. Okay? The climate lock. why do you think they're trying to get rid of guns so badly now? Because, hey, I got news for you. They try and do that shit for the climate. Guess what's going to happen? Yeah, there's going to be a little bit of pushback. Because people are sick of this crap. Okay, the article continues. If climate lockdowns become necessary, there's a chance that we could run into similar problem, a similar problem. So even if this strategy was utilized, there's no telling whether or not it would actually be adhered to. Here's a newsflash. It won't be. No, one is got, no one's paying attention to this. Even though participation isn't guaranteed, we know that at least some adherence would make a difference. Not everyone stayed home. But emissions will decrease a bit. Yeah, again, nothing. none of this is going to happen. You, you, emissions, I'm sorry, they can let them decrease. Let them increase because we're not, we're not staying stuck inside anymore. I mean, our lives have been changed permanently. Our lives have been changed permanently. So I, the damage that was done is incredible. Look at what's happened to the kids because they had to stay, in, because they had to stay home from school. The insanity continues. Okay, here we go. Uh, our climate emergency is sometimes hard to understand. Sometimes, when something isn't directly visible, it can be hard to believe or conceptualize. This can lead people to think that immediate action isn't necessary when it most definitely is, according to the UN. Jesus, these people are listening to the UN. UN has been right about anything. Here's the problem. It's hard to understand because common sense says the weather cannot be changed at the drop of a hat. These people have been talking since the 1960, how, 1960s how this world was going to be destroyed within 10 years. Since the 1960s. They've been talking about that. Their terms have changed every five minutes. Global cooling to global warming to climate change to climate crisis. Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez herself has changed her prediction of when the world's going to end twice. Greta Thunberg has done it three times. These guys keep... Every time they're proven wrong, they use that as a reason that they're right. Because they're saying, well, it didn't happen in 2023, but it probably will happen in 2030. This is what they keep doing. And then we're just seeing none of the, the shit that they say is going to happen is happening. Remember, the Great Barrier Reef was supposed to disappear. Now we've got research that they don't want to release. We've got research that the Great Barrier Reef is actually growing. They said that the glaciers are melting. Well, now there's evidence that the glaciers are getting bigger. When it rains too much, it's climate crisis. When it doesn't rain enough. It's climate crisis. When there are forest fires started by arsonists, it's climate change. When there are hurricanes during hurricane season, it's climate change. Racism is climate change. Everything is climate change. And you can't, it, it, it proves climate change. Rains too much or doesn't rain enough. That, all that is proof of climate change. And if it rains just right, it's climate change. Here's a secret for the climate cultists. Not everything has to do with the weather. Not everything can be because of the weather. And no, 
people, I don't even think people in Europe are going to tolerate this crap. And those people are already used to being slammed. Okay, continuing with the article. Well, let's finish the article. While some people didn't mind the lockdowns during the pandemic, there were still a lot of people that did mind. Staying at home and not being able to go somewhere isn't fun at all. So the idea of another lockdown, albeit slightly different kind, a lockdown's a lockdown. What is she talking about? Isn't appealing. Then we better start tackling climate change sooner or rather than later. Okay, so what she's basically saying, this is what the left does. False dichotomy. A false binary. Climate change is real. Period. End of story. None of these people talk to the scientists who say, well, I mean... Climate change is there, but, I mean, it's not like you guys are saying it. Michael Schellenberger, who ran for governor of California a couple or last year, basically said, yeah, well, there's climate. And he's a, he's a Greenpeace guy. He said, yeah, there's climate change, but, I mean, we're not going to die in 10 years. That's not happening. So this is the false binary. Climate change is real. We either lock down or we, do, or we spend tons of money and... Kill capitalism to end it. Here's a newsflash. That's not a binary. That's not, that's not true. There are other things. One, we need to discuss whether climate change, to the extent that the, the left is talking about, is actually real. Because I got news for you. There's a lot of evidence. It's not real. Um, what's my evidence? The last 60 years. Every time they've been talking about this climate problem for the last 60 years. And it's never happened. And yes, we do have, the temperature is rising. But between 2008 and 2014, the, temper, the global temperature actually went down. And who told us this? Anthropo anthropological climate scientists told us that. Back in 2000, they said, well, the temperature's going to go down sometime between 2009, 2010, and 2015. It's going to go down because we can already see it's going down. And no one listened. This was not even reported. And guess what happened? The temperatures went down. It didn't even break 90 during the summers in Southern California. That's where I live. And in Southern California during the middle of the summer, 100 degrees is pretty, no pretty normal. So, you know what? F you. I, no, we're not doing that again. And I think they're going to have a real fight if they try to. Oh, speaking of climate change, here's another one. I, I, this, this, this is an amazing story. So remember, OceanGate, the company that actually put the sub by the Titanic and then the sub exploded? You know, the sub was made out of carbon fiber and couldn't handle going that deep? Yeah, well, the founder has a great idea. According to the uh, New York Post, uh, the co-founder of OceanGate Expeditions doesn't appear to be deterred by the Titan submersible tragedy and is pushing the limits of extreme travel with ambitions to send a thousand humans to live in a floating colony on Venus by 2050. Guillermo Solin, who co-founded OceanGate alongside Stockton Rush in 2009 but later stepped away in 2013, is also the founder and chairman of Humans to Venus, which he described as the, in, on LinkedIn as a quote, private adventure focused on establishing a permanent presence in the Venetian atmosphere. Quote, forget OceanGate, forget Titan, forget Stockton, because we should forget that something that he promoted for a while just blew up and killed people. We should just forget that. Humanity could be on the verge of a big breakthrough and not take advantage of it because we, as a species, are going to get shut down and pushed back from the status quo, Shalane said. In other words, people, your status quo is your, your ships blow up. So we should ignore the status quo. Wow. The outlet reported that the 57-year-old Argentine-born businessman pointed to findings by NASA that say there's a silver, there's a sliver of the Venetian atmosphere about 30 miles from the surface where humans could theoretically survive. Celine's visions creating a floating colony that could withstand the sulfuric acid in Venus clouds, just one element of the planet's atmosphere that could make it uninhabitable to be uh, uninhabitable to human beings. Uh, you know, there, there are a couple more things for Venus than just the sulfuric acid in the atmosphere. I don't know, maybe it's me, but 
the sulfuric acid in the atmosphere seems like it would be kind of a big thing, but apparently there's not. Um, there's also the fact that the pressure on Venus is like going down under the ocean 3,000 feet. It is extreme. Um, there's also the fact you've got to create something that's not only immune to uh, sulfuric acid and that floats, but you also have to make it that it can withstand temperatures up to 900 degrees. And it can deal with the ultraviolet radiation that is going to be coming directly from the sun. Just, I mean, come on. I mean, it doesn't talk about that. Of course, they didn't talk about a lot of things when that submarine went down to, to Titanic and then blew up, killing all those people. But yeah, this is a great idea. I mean, it's kind of like the climate activists are going nuts because, you know, it's 82 degrees today instead of 81 I mean, can you imagine when they walk onto a planet that's 900 degrees? It's awesome. Uh, you send them up there. Let's see. Maybe they can fix it. Okay, and this is my last story, and I know I'm going a little long. By the way, if you noticed, I'm going 45 minutes now because I just have too much. But I couldn't skip this because we were talking about all of this stuff here. Um, so the election is a year and a half away. And now the, the left is beginning to wonder, okay, well, how are we going to change the laws and do unconstitutional things so that we can manipulate the vote? All right. Now, they're already going after Donald Trump. That's one way. That's great. That's great. But Donald Trump, but Joe Biden is such an incompetent. He could still lose to Trump, even if Trump, who's got something like 60 charges on him right now, if Trump does win, he could actually be Joe Biden. As a matter of fact, what's amazing is the polls actually say they're tied. That Joe Biden and Donald Trump are tied right now. That's an, Those are amazing statistics. And they're not coming from far-right sources here. So, that it's awesome here. <clears throat> I still don't think Trump should run, but whatever. So, CNN has an idea. Now, here's the problem with CNN. They're not very creative. They're not very original. So they've decided just to go back to the same old well. So according to CNN, it's time to stock up on tissue, bingeable TV options, and COVID-19 tests. Yes, many signs are pointing to a COVID-19 summer surge, although, although one that's far less intense that, uh, than what emerged in the past few summers. Experts say that they do not expect that cases will be severe or the uptick will be prolonged, and there are early signs from wastewater data that the wavelet may already be leveling out. But data posted this week by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, shows that many COVID-19 indicators include hospital admissions, emergency department visits, and test pos positivity are on the rise once again. Of course, why is this stuff happening, right? It's kind of just the season, right? It's kind of the season. So why is it happening? Oh, they, they got a reason why it's happening. Instead, this increase seems to be driven by human behavior, of course. So the government should actually go and control human behavior, right? Right? More people are traveling this summer, sending them outside their normal social circles, which helps the viruses find new hosts when vacationers return home from unattend with unintended souvenirs. Then there's the record-breaking heat, which is climate change. That's it's got to be climate change, which is probably sending more people to congregate indoors for prolonged periods in which in search of uh, of air conditioning. Now you notice something here that's weird. Um, they say it's spreading because we're going outside and that it's spreading because we're going inside. Hmm, interesting, huh? How that works. Yeah, the virus spreads. It's going to spread. Doesn't matter where we are. We could be inside, we could be outside, we could be on an airplane, we could be in a car, we could be walking down the park. We're always going to catch this thing. By the way, my family, five of us have it right now. Okay, and by the way, it's a different variant. It's like the XX triple G variant or some crap. I don't know. 
but it, there's a new variant, and supposedly it's not that bad. Okay, so let's continue, finish the article. Finally, immunity has waned. U.S. vaccination numbers, of course, the vaccine, which, by the way, doesn't work, is uh, uh, people aren't taking the vaccine anymore. Of course, you know, more people are actually dropping dead of myocarditis than are uh, uh, being saved from the vaccine, from COVID. So go figure that. By the way, that is a conspiracy. That is a conspiracy that theory that I am actually beginning to embrace. U.S. vaccination numbers suggest that it has been a while since most Americans have had a COVID-19 booster, and with cases apparently so low, antibody protection, such as previous infections, has not waned too. Okay, here's here's a newsflash. Um, no, the reason people are catching it is because if they caught a variant before, that variant is gone, and now there's a new variant. And so we're all catching that new variant. In other words, this COVID-19, COVID whatever, works like every other flu in the world throughout human history. There ends up being, like SARS, there ends up being a variant of SARS that's really bad. We catch it, we develop an immunity, and then that variant changes into a new variant. Then we catch that new variant. It's not as bad. We're on like the fifth variant of covid um, I'm sorry, fifth. We're on the ninth to twelfth version of COVID. So get over it. So guess what we should do? Of course, they, they have advice. Of course, get vaccinated. Uh, by the way, the CDC has leaked or something came out from the CDC that the vaccines don't work. And that the, the uh, Pfizer knew that the vaccines caused myocarditis. You're not hearing this on the... You have to find this from... Uh, smaller news sources, but this is out there now that this Pfizer knew that there there was a risk to taking these vaccines. They still don't want to talk about it. Wear a mask, which we already know after three years of wearing masks that the damn masks don't work. Get tested. I tell you what, we don't get tested every time we catch the flu. It's time to stop getting tested with COVID too. Okay, I got COVID. Stay in bed for a day. Good to go. Limit travel. Of course, this is what I want to do. We just talked about that. They want to limit travel, period. Not because of COVID, because of the climate change. And limit being in crowds. In other words, be a, a be a pariah. Just go sit there in your room, watch Netflix for the rest of your life, get fat. It's so old. This stuff is so stupid, and it's so old. So, But this is what they're pushing, and they are pushing this. It's not just CNN. MSNBC has brought it up. The AP has brought it up. So this stuff is coming out. They are talking about it. That, oh, suddenly we have a surge of... Okay, so we have a, a surge of, of, of COVID. Okay, guess what? By September, it's going to be over. And we're all going to, again, develop more immunity. Ugh. Okay, so I'm sorry I went a little long. I hope you guys have a great day. Love you all. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you listen to Dumbass Talking Politics.